There goes that man's jock strap. <laughs> oh my God, did you see that? <laughs> America's team? Yeah, right. Oh baby, it's a big day in sports. There's nothing like battling it out with your teammates all season long to go win a championship. Green Bay's got it this year. Huge move for him. I think it's gonna be a game changer. We have a lot to talk about this busy week in the sports world. Welcome to the In a League of Their Own podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to part two of today's NFL segment. If you didn't watch part one, we broke down the AFC NFC championship, kind of gave a preview of the upcoming Super Bowl. For this segment, uh, two things diving into today, starting out with uh, kind of everybody who saw the media, I guess, fuck up by ESPN, Schefter, some sources over the weekend of them reporting that Tom Brady is retiring. Turns out he's not retiring. He called the team, said, hey, I'm nowhere near coming to a decision yet on whether I'm staying or retiring. His dad as well went on a local radio station, said, yeah, he's not retiring. I talked to him today. Uh, do you think the NFL should implement some kind of system that prevents the media from releasing misinformation like this, like we saw over the weekend, where you're, it's kind of a check with this main source if it doesn't come from the horse's mouth you shouldn't talk about it kind of thing see i don't i i don't think that they could do that because the one thing that we're seeing right now with the censoring of people what they can and can't say i feel like the nfl coming to that point and saying all these analysts who literally work for them saying you can't say this you can't say this and we also have seen instances over the past where whether it's agent inside the team, people close to the people who go unnamed sources, stir up the media to whether it's to drive up the price for a contract, whether it's to draw trade interest, whether it's to you name it, whatever the reason is. Um, people release a lot of stuff, whether it's a personal gain or to make people look like shit. People do that all the time. But as far as reading that and then not being able to see a source put to it. Obviously, I think I feel like it should have been fake news, like immediately written all over it, just because if you if there's no name to back it up, then it's not credible. Mm -hmm. And and but like I do see how it is inconvenient for somebody in that situation to like for Tom to have to be like, no, I didn't say that or to call mm -hmm. because obviously hearing that and especially being reported by the two Rappaport and Shefty, the two main guys in that it's like, Holy shit, Tampa, the owner was probably like, Oh my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And that's probably why Tom had to call him to be like, no dude, it's not real. Mm -hmm. And obviously I feel like it'll come out eventually who reported that, who said what, um, once we get, as everything comes out, of comes to light eventually, mm -hmm. but as far as setting like a standard, I feel like they technically can't do that. But I don't know. I feel like as, as far as the world we live in with all the bullshit stories and whatnot, I guess you just have to be, I guess they leave it up to you to be educated yourself, whether you want to spread the fake news or you want to find out the truth. Yeah. And kind of thinking about it too, another big like news thing 
Kobe's death a couple of years ago, the fact that Vanessa, his wife, found out through the media, usually, you, I mean, you watch the local news, oh, this person died on this highway, 34-year-old male, haven't released the name yet because not the whole family has been notified yet. Like, how, how does a celebrity, how does one of the greatest basketball players not get that respect where instead, literally, like, she, I, I can't imagine that, just sitting at home and all of a sudden on the TV, oh, Kobe died, and it's like, what? Like, but, yeah, it's it'd be so hard to regulate that, and obviously, living in this country of free speech, um, it's hard, like, you want to protect that, and, like, you just mimic there, it all comes down to money, too getting your clicks, getting your five seconds of fame of whoever reported was the first to report Kobe's death, whoever is the first to report Tom's retirement, think like any of these kind of things that that's the, these are the headlines those kind of people live for. And it's funny. One of the rumors, obviously I doubt it, but I mean, obviously the chances of it being zero isn't out of the question is that Giselle got a burner phone, texted Schefter, texted one of these sources Hey, it's Tom. I'm retiring. Don't call or text me on this back on this number. <laughs> and then like that's it. <laughs> Where it's like it's funny, but it's like the chances of it's not zero. Like you know what I mean? Well, maybe or, it's his, not, or his not, dad. Yeah, or maybe it's dad. not. Maybe it's not Giselle. Somebody could have did that. You know what I mean? From a burner phone. Hey, this is Tom texting. I'm reaching out to you off a private line or a different line. I'm retiring. Don't reach out to me for comments where it could have been something like that. We, we again, obviously we won't know for sure, but, um, but yeah, the thing that sucks with Tom is now it's like, okay, one, either he's going to come back out of spite to be like, fuck you guys. I'm going to come back for one more year. I was going to retire. Now the whole sports world was shocked. Oh my gosh, he's actually retiring. Now, if he actually retires, people are going to be like, Oh, we kind of expected that already. It takes that like pizzazz away from it for Tom now. And I'm, if he does retire because people are people already reacted to it for a first time now if he actually announces it people are going to be skeptical because okay is it actually true and two people are gonna be like okay i already had the emotion the reaction to this once so if anything it's doing tom dirty more than anybody else yeah and it sucks like i said the day and age that we live in where that shit happens yeah <laughs> Like that, sh that shouldn't happen. There's no way that that should happen. But like you said, because it already has came out once, people aren't going to react to it as highly the second time. And that I feel like, and even though Tom did say on his podcast that he did this whole year, he wasn't looking for a farewell tour or anything. So I feel like either in his case, he already knows what his legacy is. So I feel like he could care less what the fucking people think. Yeah, I mean, none of those people at that upper echelon really give a fuck what the outside world thinks because if they would have done so, I don't think that they would have gotten to the position that they're in in the first place. Yeah, and same with the whole Rodgers thing. Like, if people were like, "Oh, trade went through to Denver," trade went through to Denver, like people would have been, "Oh, oh my God," the world would have been burning down just like draft year or draft night last year. Like, all it takes is one person. Whether you're a friend, a rival, an enemy, a parent, a agent, anybody has the freedom of speech and can pick up a burner phone and start a shit show. And yeah, I like I said, people just got to be you just got to be aware of when you're reading information 
looking at who is sourced, who who's cited, who wrote the article, what information they're taking, because we all know this. They take clips and mash them together of stuff that people don't even say. And then you watch a full video of what they said. And you're just like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But the way that people portray it is to get those clicks, make people look like shit. And yeah, it's just it's unfortunate is what it is. And yeah, because it is freedom of speech issue, I feel like the NFL's hands are tied as far as I feel like that is a code of conduct though. Like I feel like Schefter and Rappaport are probably really disappointed in themselves. Like I feel like they hold themselves to a high standard of not releasing bullshit because if they do that, people aren't going to listen to them. And then, then therefore their information that they get told is less and less and less because, Oh, you're going to lie about this now. I ain't telling you, you, you fucking said that about Tom. How could yeah. you not going to do that about me? I'm just the third, third string guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's not the first time. I mean, in a full, like, like within a year, Schefter's had a couple times where he's kind of fucked up again with the Rogers thing, how some of it ended up to be true, obviously stretching, stretching it a little, stretching the lie a little bit, the whole draft night thing. Um, there's some stuff that he made up or like didn't have a source to back it up that some of it ended up being true. But at the time he kind of made it up and stretched it a little bit to make, make it more of a headline, more clicks, things like that to where in that case, I ended up working out for him because there was a hurt relationship there and this and that. But in the moment that night, when he was talking about it, he didn't have shit to go off of really. (laughs) So again, it's another time where, you roll the dice, I, and in this case too, they, they roll the dice because if they don't report it and that they're hours late or a day behind, then we're like, what were you doing? Where were you? You're supposed, like, you're the top guy. You're supposed to be on this kind of thing. But I mean, it's it's uh, it's funny how we look to these guys basically on a daily basis for any breaking news. As don't think tellers. anything of. Don't think anything of it until they're wrong. Then it's like, oh, fuck these guys. But but yeah, at the same time, they're right 98, 99% of the time. And we're not like, oh, these guys are always do a good job. It's always, it's like an offensive lineman. If you don't hear their name, they're doing a good job. The second you hear their name, they're... The one like, time they let a guy go by and they sack the QB and they break his collarbone, it's this guy's fucking falling yeah. in terror. <laughs> yeah, it is funny how that works. And they are human. You know, everybody makes mistakes. And I'm sure... Oh, yeah. Being in the position that they're at, especially Schefter, when he broke that at the draft, I can only imagine him being live on television, getting some information. Oh, I just heard this. You got just out of pure excitement, he probably blurted it out, blurted it out, like didn't yeah. even really mean to say it. And then he's probably realized, oh shit, I just said this. Now I gotta fucking try to make it seem like I know what I'm talking about when really he had no idea. And like all the Rogers news turned out to pretty much be false and that the only team that ever even converse contacted the Packers was the 49ers and fucking LaFleur hung up the phone mm-hmm. so like every you know like you get a text oh my god from this person saying this or blah 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 blah, blah. you had like you said they have to report it because if they don't that's their job that they're not doing a good job at yeah. Where if they do report it and it come, turns out that it's all bullshit, they're the guys that are scapegoated and are saying, oh, fuck you, fuck you. And it's just like, they're just saying what they were told. <laughs> exactly. 
And then, yeah, on to my question here. With the Pro Bowl coming up here, do you think players who aren't in the Super Bowl should have to play in the Pro Bowl or at least do the like the special events unless there is an injured like an injury exemption? I mean, as a fan, is it more fun to see a lot of these guys? Yeah, but also if I was a player in that position, I, I mean, I could see why they don't do it. So I'd say like they shouldn't have to. Because I, kind of, I look at the Pro Bowl, like a senior about to declare for the draft, but he has a bowl game to play. You know what I mean? Where they all they exempt out of that as far as staying healthy, focusing on bigger, better things, or the fact that I just busted my ass for four or five months. I want to enjoy my offseason as early as possible instead of going to just in Vegas this year, going to Vegas and having a whole weekend of the Pro Bowl doing that. Like, I feel like it, I feel like the Pro Bowl is a lot of younger guys. Rarely do you see guys I feel like past like year five, year eight, like guys later in their careers. I feel like you don't really see their whole lot. It's a young, it's a young guy's thing, and that's kind of what it's turned into: dodgeball, these competitions. It's people our age and younger that would in, like have fun, like have fun doing these kinds of things. Not to say that the older guys can't have fun and wouldn't have fun, but it's like, I feel like most of them just are, would rather enjoy their off season, get back to their families, to wherever they're actually from, start their off season. So, I mean, I'm fine with it kind of being a young guy's pro bowl, but how they kind of have it right now, as far as for the future. I mean, if they end up making it mean something, mean more of something down the road, where as far as, you get a paycheck, you get a pretty good one. Yeah, but as far as if they make it like, oh, the winner of the Pro Bowl gets to wear the home colors at the Super Bowl, like if they have something like that. more money. Yeah. Well, that's how it already is. I think it's like $20,000 for the losing team and $50,000 a guy for the winning team or something, whatever it is. It's 70 last year's during the COVID year when the numbers were down. 74,000 for a winning team, 37,000 for a losing team. And then there was over $7.2 million um, that were paid out to all the players that participated in the Pro Bowl. So that's a good paycheck. Yeah. That's a game check. Yeah. But again, 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 kind of going back to the point of guys past that year five mark, do they need, like, are they that desperate that they need another 74,000 when they already got millions upon millions from playing in for years? I mean, it's kind of, it's a case by case situation. Again, young, like a guy first or second year, you get to the pro bowl. Fuck. Yeah. I want to go play dodgeball in Hawaii or Vegas or Miami or then go step onto a field with some, with the greats of that season. But I can see why the older guys don't do it as well. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like they should have to at least participate in like the quarterback throwing or the whatever. Like they not necessarily have to play in the game, but they should have to go there, show them they because they are employed by the NFL. It is an NFL event. That's like how they have to do post game press conferences. The same requirement. Like they should have to show up. It's I see. I look at it as a huge press event. 
and why the fuck shouldn't the NFL require their biggest faces and the biggest voted on people to be there and talk to the media? Like, I just feel like the NFL, it's stupid that they don't do that. Obviously, if you're injured or whatever, I feel like you should be exempt. Obviously, if you're injured, you shouldn't have to show up. You should be able to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But unless you're playing in the Super Bowl, preparing for that, or you're injured, I feel like you should have to show up and you should at least have to participate in the events or in the game. Yeah. Just for the league's sake. Yeah. Yeah, I guess thinking about that way, like you said, you're an employee of the NFL. It's This would be like not showing up to a game. And it's like the biggest press event besides the Super Bowl. Like all eyes are on the NFL that weekend when they do the Pro Bowl. Granted, mm-hmm. not a lot of people watch the game, but everybody watches – the dodgeball, the quarterback tossing. Yeah, because like they watch like Wednesday all that. Or Wednesday, or it's like Wednesday through Saturday, Sunday. I believe. Or yeah, Sunday. It's yeah, so it's like a three or four day thing. And it's just like just to show up and talk to the media and hang out with some of the other people that you might never get to hang around, and you get a paycheck for just showing. Like you get paid to go. It's yeah. not like you are got to kill yourself playing in the game going full speed because it's pretty much two-hand touch out there anyway. Yeah, exactly. I feel like rarely you see guys get hurt in the Pro Bowl where it's like, oh, fuck, this guy Those guys out. are in the fucking best shape, you know? Yeah. It's like <clears throat> the worst I feel like that could happen is maybe linemen and stuff. Mm-hmm. Would be like the, the most – it'd be non-contact stuff, which – would happen anyway. Yeah. Or or a guy who has the ball, like is playing for fun. Oh, I feel like the the other way you get you might get an injury too is if everybody realizes okay we're going fifty to seventy five percent. Is that one guy that can't quite turn that switch off and fucking lay somebody out? That's I could see that's where an injury happens too, maybe. But where, then that would make everybody say okay, this is a hundred percent. That's true. I guess you kind of the first couple drives. That first asshole that dictates. There's always that one play in contact sports where that one person sets the tone for how what's acceptable, and that one guy that fucking lays somebody out. All right, all right, it's on. Yeah, I like to see it. I mean, 10, 20 years ago, yep, Pro Bowl guys were laying each other out. Like, don't like everybody was. It was more meaningful. Like, I liked watching those games. Now it's like I just watched the eight, ten-minute highlight of it after the fact of the scoring plays because those are fun, but all the in-between is kind of like, okay, whatever. Guy ran up the middle for three yards. Scott stood up, blew the whistle. Nobody went to the ground. <laughs> but, and like I said, they could totally do something where they do like a seven-on-seven make it more fun, more fast paced, more whatever, instead of just a boring long football game where people are switching teams, you know, like why don't they make it even more competitive? Do like a seven on seven multiple. Like I said, you could do each division could have its own seven players that they have send them to the thing, compete in the little seven on seven little bowl Whoever wins, wins. You'd still do all the other events, and you got all the people who aren't competing in the game that are voted to the Pro Bowl. Go do all the other events. Like, you'd have to do something for the linemen and 
like mm-hmm. a log rolling thing or a tug of war. You could do so many cool things. Obviously, they never do. They never like do this. But like you said, like splitting a division wise seven on seven to where like you play get like say you play against your own division seven on seven where whoever wins. So it's two teams play the other two teams play whoever wins those two teams play each other whoever loses those two teams play each other whoever wins you get the rest of the division's first round picks <laughs> yeah i don't know why that idea just popped into my head but it's like something like that obviously not that crazy but um i don't know i feel like they just need to add something to incentivize these guys a little more than a paycheck because yeah, it's an extra paycheck, but well, uh, that's what they play, that's what they get during the game. It's the same thing. Yeah, that's true. It's but no also, different. But there's no like same this, amount of fans, same amount of hype. Winning this game though doesn't get you a better seating in the playoffs, closer to a Super Bowl. It just gets you more money. Yeah. Which I guess some guys, that's the whole career though, too. They never see a playoff game or a Super Bowl. So I guess I, it, I also feel like the Pro Bowl is a way for these players to establish a name for themselves past football. Yeah, that's true. Getting to meet people and doing stuff. Like, it's a networking event. Like I said, it's a press event. It's not – I don't know. I just feel like it should be. Just because it also – the NFL is a nonprofit too, so they should be giving back. Yeah. Not saying that they don't already with how much they probably – people donate and stuff like that, but – as far as one little weekend, you get to travel to a cool place with all the top athletes and you get to hang out. And you're also getting probably a game check, if not more. Then if you win the game, you get that much more money on top of it. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. Hopefully they change, kind of revamp it in the near future. But either way, the games are still fun to watch during the week. Yeah, that wraps up our part two of today's NFL segment. Head over to our NBA segment where we dive into the James Harden trade rumors and who's leading the race in the rookie of the year.